Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. It's mentally yours from Ellen and Uh, focus on your mental health, you surely won't regret. It's mentally, 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 mentally yours. Mentally yours. Mentally yours. Hi everyone, and welcome to Mentally Yours, Metro.co.uk's weekly mental health podcast. I'm Yvette, and today I'm chatting to Jake Mills. He's the founder and CEO of Chasing the Stigma and the Hub of Hope app. We're going to be chatting to him about how the past year has been and how the app and the charity have been helping people over the past year. Jake, welcome back to Mentally Yours. Thanks for coming. Thanks for coming on again. No, thank you for having um, me. I think um, the last time we were chatting um, to you about the Hub of Hope and Chasing the Stigma, um, it was really in the early days of when it was all sort of set up. And I think it was maybe one of our not our first episodes, but it was certainly about three years ago. So tell us how things have come on with the Hub of Hope um, and Chasing the Stigma since we last chatted about three years ago. Yeah, I, I actually had a little look um, as to when it was uh, out of interest. And I I actually emailed you, it was in uh, 2018, and I emailed you saying, listen, I, I've got, we're working on this thing and uh, we've just launched it uh, on the app store. So when I when we did speak, it was uh, it was very very early on in 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 the world of the hub of hope and chasing the stigma. And we were very you know, obviously excited about what we'd done and what we created, and we were having some early success. But um, yeah, let's just say that things <laughs> things have, have progressed a lot, um, and it, and it's funny because when we when we launched this and even before we launched it um we believed in it obviously we obviously believed that the hub of hope was needed we obviously believed that it would be um used and, and be a success that's that's the reason why why we've been able to create it without any real funding or staff or anything like that but what we've been able to do uh since we last chatted 
uh, has been to make the hub of hope the nation's go-to signposting tool. Um, so just to just to put to some context uh, for anybody who didn't listen to the to the first one, but the the hub of hope is a directory of mental health services, uh, which brings together all services of different kinds in one place, whether that is NHS mental health services or whether that is private or charity groups or peer support groups. What we wanted to do was just to create one place to find help and support to make it as easy as possible. We didn't want anybody to to be struggling with the mental health and think, well, I don't know where to turn um, because we know too many people suffer in silence without that knowledge without that that understanding of what to do so so that's that's kind of where it came from what we wanted to do and what we've since done and and certainly since we last spoke anyway um is we've taken that that concept and we've we've spent probably those last three years trying to prove it as a concept trying to prove that it will work that it is needed that it is simple that we're not a rival that we're not a competition that we're not a commercial business trying to make money off mental health that we're trying to do things for the right reasons in the right way and take our time and now the hub of hope is being used on nhs.uk uh, it's involved in uh, government reports and um it was recently in- included in the um covid-19 uh, well mental health and well-being recovery action plan uh, we've got signposting partnerships with other NHS trusts and charities, and we're just trying to create this consistent message to say, if you're struggling with your mental health, go to the Hub of Hope and find what is right for you. Mm. It always amazed me, actually, when you set it up in the first place, that something like that hadn't already been done by the NHS or maybe by another charity, that it didn't exist, um, to have all the things in one place. Um, so... Just to sort of clarify again, sort of anyone who's new to this whole kind of concept. So as a user, say, for example, um, if you you're struggling maybe with OCD or if you're struggling with a bereavement, how, how does it actually work in terms of like a user experience? What do you then do? Yeah, just on that first point, though, Beth, I think I've woke up every single day, every single day since we started this thinking somebody's done this. Surely, surely somebody's done it. It's, it's the most simple, obvious idea. Um, and it's ridiculous that it hasn't existed before this. But what we wanted to do and, and kind of where all this came from is that because I'd struggled with my own mental health and, and I had a suicide attempt um, about eight years ago and my story went public and I was being asked to, to give interviews about you know my experience and as a result, people were coming to me asking me for help and... I, I had no idea. I had no idea. I, I didn't know how to get help myself, never mind being able to help other people. And I quickly realized just how many people were going through something without realizing that there was help available. Um, and that's what we wanted to change. So we wanted to make it as, as simple as possible. I wanted to to take somebody from wanting to find help to being able to to find that help without any barriers in a way without any questionnaires without any anything having to ask somebody else so the way that the hub of hope has been built is that you go on it and essentially what what i wanted to do was i, I realized how in this country you can travel anywhere anywhere in this country 
You can get on train, go to a city or a town that you've never been to in your life. But if you want a pizza or you want a curry, you know what to do. You don't question that. You you go on an app and you find the nearest one and, and, and you find it. And we just know that. I want to take that same instinct, that same really normal um, process and put it into mental health services. So if you think of it that way, um, it's very, very similar. So you can be anywhere in the country and you go on the Hub of Hope as an app, which is a free app, uh, or on hubofhope.co.uk. And you can either type in a town, a city, a postcode, or you can just press a button that says find nearby services and it will use your device's location to pinpoint the nearest support to you. It will show you the support that's available closest to you. Um, you can then refine your search based on what your concerns, what it is that you need help with. So that can be depression, that can be uh, anxiety, that can be um, OCD, it can be a number of things. I think we've got about 37 different um, filters in that. And then you can then further filter your search looking for whether you want NHS services or whether you want charities or whether you want private. But the idea is that we want you to see all the options that you've got because we know and you know that it's about options, it's about choices and that we all deserve to have those choices. We all deserve to have those options and that it's not a one-size-fits-all approach. So everything that the Hub of Hope is there for is about enabling people to find what is right for them um, based on what they feel is right for them. We want we want to empower people to make those decisions themselves. Yeah, absolutely. Because it can be very complex, can't it, with mental health support? I mean, first and foremost, you know, we always sort of say to people, you know, talk to your GP and that's all very well. But, you know, we might find that you can't get a GP appointment for a couple of weeks or you might not be able to get sort of long term support for a couple of months even, um, or well, longer than a couple of months sometimes. Um, so knowing that there's actually a range of of options, like you say, charities, the private sector, um, and other support groups, um, that's really handy. I mean, I think for me, the way that I'd use it would be in terms of finding stuff around bipolar disorder. Um, now I've been doing, you know, the the podcast for a while. I'm kind of really familiar with Bipolar UK, so I'm sort of... a I know where to go in terms of that sort of thing. But I think it's a lot harder initially, you know, maybe before you've had a diagnosis, um, when you're still trying to work out what's going on in terms of your mental health, if you've been feeling really down or if you've just, you sort of suspect that you have some particular long-term condition, but you don't actually know. Um, Yeah, I mean, I just think it's great that you've got all those possible options out there. I think just also knowing that there are options out there um, and that there's kind of a range of supports is great because, you know, we both know that a lot of it is um, around feeling less alone, isn't it? Or just knowing that actually that there's places to go and people to talk to just that in itself, even if you don't then click on um, the number or the, the website. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think knowing that the options are there is just as important as as actually using um the support services because uh, as you know and as i know um you know we we hopefully um certainly through going through our own experiences uh can understand uh the different levels and the different times when we might need help and support and i think one of those stages is saying right i know where it is 
I don't need it right now, but I know where it is. And there's been a lot of focus over the years on mental health awareness, about talking about mental health, about, you know, having a conversation, ask somebody if they are struggling, if you're worried about somebody, have a conversation, ask them. But then there's not really been anything about what to do once you have asked them, what to do if somebody does say they are struggling, what to do if you suddenly, as via an an awareness raising campaign suddenly you realize that you are struggling once you're aware what do you do and that's where we're trying to come in is to say well once you're aware reach out find the help and support because the 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 reality of it is that particularly looking at, at suicide alone of all the people who die by suicide every year and i probably said this last time that we spoke of it and 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 it's sad that I'm still saying it now, but of all the people who die each year um, of suicide, almost three quarters of those people are not known to mental health services or haven't been seen in the year previous to the death. Now, that's not okay. There's, 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 there's absolutely no excuse. There's no no reasoning behind that. Um, and we know that there's a number of reasons. We know that, that suicide is complex, but we know that there's thresholds really high uh, for some services, particularly NHS services. We know waiting lists are really high, but we also know that stigma plays a, a huge part in preventing people asking about that help and support, finding that help support, and accessing that help and support. So we need to we need to create a a real crystal clear access um, to those pathways of, of help and support, and we. We can't afford to to just assume people know. We can't afford to to allow the waters to be muddied by having certain services listed here, certain services listed there. If you're under sixteen, go to this one. If you're over, go to this one. If it's bipolar, go to this one. Go to this one. Go to this one. It's just it it's it's not fair on people. We need to make this this really clear pathway to care, and that's what we're trying to do. And as I said, we've. We created this from nothing. Um, we, you know, we created this without uh, funding, um, and we have had to build it up along the way. Um, you know, we've taken this from a pilot to something now where we've got over three and a half thousand services on the hub of hope. But we still know that's only the beginning. But what we have been able to do is to prove that concept, and now it's about that growth. Now it's about working with others to say help us make it bigger, help us find services, help us tell people about it. And together we can create that massively comprehensive um, list of all different types of services for everybody. Mm. Um, so if a charity is sort of listening to this and they're not involved with the Hub of Hope yet, um, what can they do? Or what, sh- what should people be doing to get involved with what you're doing? Well, anybody can register on the Hub of Hope if you're a service. So uh, if you go on the Hub of Hope via the app or you go on uh, hubofhope.co.uk, um, there will be an option there to register your service. Now, anybody, of it, regardless of, of your structure, size, uh, income, anything like that, you can be on the Hub of Hope. Um, you can register there and we will go through our internal process to approve any organisations. So nobody goes in the hub of hope without um it, it's not automatic, you come through via us. Um but what I would say is that 
and and again this is through this is through learning but i think this is really important to note that the most viewed web page for mental health on nhs uk is a page for mental health charities that was and is the most viewed mental health web page on nhs uk meaning that more people were viewing that page than any other mental health web page for mental health now that just shows how important the voluntary sector is in in reaching out to people in offering that help and support and maybe offering that trust and reassurance to people as well and what actually happened uh, a couple of weeks ago months ago now um that that page that web page which is the most viewed mental health web page was just a list of about 15 to 20 uh, different national mental health charities and what actually happened as of the 10th of May is that they removed that page and they've replaced it with a direct link to the Hub of Hope. And since then, since the 10th of May, uh, we've had over 47,000 people access the Hub of Hope via that web page alone. Now, I just think that's just, I think it, it, it tells a, a huge story there about 47,000 people who've gone to nhs.uk looking for mental health support and have then gone to a, a, another website where they can find charities, where they can find peer support groups, where they can find alternatives to that NHS support. And that's why we need to be working together. So if you are a mental health charity or you're a even a private supplier, if you're a peer support group, a walk and talk group, whatever it is that you offer, Register your service on the Hope of Hope and tell people about it because there's people looking for your support. There's people looking for that alternative. And if you register on the Hope of Hope, we can tell people about you. It's completely free. We we don't charge you to be on there. We don't charge anybody to use it. It's just a platform to make help easier to find. Mm. Just going back to what you said earlier, I thought was it what I thought it was really interesting what you said about the kind of the journey that people have between even sort of seeing um, seeing the help that, that that's out there and available and then actually reaching out. Because I think, I mean, I think, that, you know, the, the Hub of Hope, the app itself is brilliant. The fact that it isn't all in one place is brilliant. But I think maybe sometimes people, and again, maybe because of the conversations that are had around mental health, you know, it's it's okay to talk about it, all this sort of stuff. I think sometimes people don't understand that actually there can be quite a long time or, you know, it can't, it's, you can't sort of assume that just because somebody sort of feels down the next day, they're going to contact a mental health charity. I mean, just from my own experience, that certainly wasn't the case. You know, it, it can be actually quite a long time before um, you feel like you're comfortable to reach out or, you know, depression is such a difficult one, isn't it? Because, we know, I mean, I'm sure we both know, but that just the way that depression sort of lies to you and kind of can tell you that, you know, you're not worth having sort of help and that you shouldn't reach out. Um, it's just, it's very difficult, but I think it's great that it's all in one place, like as you've done and very clear, but also as you're sort of saying that it's visible to people and then it's, and that it's promoted because I think, Goodness knows how many times, I'm sorry to sort of mention them again, but goodness knows how many times I've sort of seen things about Bipolar UK before it actually took me to, to actually to go to a meeting or have anything to do with them because I was massively in denial about it and I was really 
cautious about asking for help. I was very sort of insular about the whole thing. Um, I don't know if you've got any thoughts on that or your own experience of that. Uh, yeah. Um, so from my own experience, even though I was, um, you know, massively depressed and, and suicidal and, and, you know, at the point of taking my life, I still didn't think that I should phone any numbers. Mm. I still didn't think that I would be, um, I don't know, uh, you know, that any, any of those services would be applicable to me. And, and that's where the education side comes into it because I, I, I didn't think I was unwell. I just thought that I was, I felt, I just thought I was pathetic. That's, you know, that, 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 that is what it came down to is that I thought, well, I'm not unwell or, you know, the, no services can help me because I'm, I'm just, I'm just a poor excuse of a, of a man that, that no, but no services can help that. And that's where that education comes into it because yeah. I, I look back now in hindsight and I think, well, like, of course I was unwell, Jesus Christ, you know, I was clinically depressed. I was, there was red flags every, everywhere that you look and you look back at symptoms and you look back at signs and you think, yeah, it, it's almost a checklist where you go, I can take every single one off now, but I didn't know that. I, I didn't know that because I'd never been taught that. And this is why awareness campaigns are one thing but actual education is vital if we're going to be able to really significantly make a difference here and to suggest that mental health is only mental illness is part of the problem as well because we all have or we're supposed to have you know physical education and we all ha are supposed to have uh, sex education and we're supposed to have, um, you know, life lessons of things that are going to be part of our lives in schools. This is what we're meant to have. And mental health is part of absolutely everybody. And I think until we bring everybody around the table, then we're always going to separate and we're always going to segregate uh, the, the well from the sick. And that's that's part of that stigma. That's part of of reinforcing that stigma is saying mental health is only those who are sick. And if we only talk to people when they are sick, if we only talk to people when they are in crisis, then we're massively missing a significant part of that recovery. And that's why what what we're trying to do here, it, without over oversimplifying it. Because we know that there is those who are who are unwell, and we know that there's there's things that maybe can't prevent that person from being unwell or living with a a, a, a disorder, if you will. And obviously, you can improve somebody's life. But what we're trying to say is, everybody has mental health, and until we bring everybody around that table. Well, what we're trying to do is bring everybody around that table to say, this is all of us. This isn't just the sick. Mental Health Awareness Day isn't just for the sick. We should all know about the, the things that we can do to look after our mental health, to think of mental health as an aspiration. In the same way that physical health is generally seen as an aspiration. Because if you say the words physical health or you think of the words physical health, 
you probably are thinking of something positive. You're probably thinking of uh, an aspiration, maybe a, an image of yourself, maybe, you know, uh, that's I'm talking personally here, but, you know, if you say physical health, then I'll think, well, I, I can maybe start going to the gym and I can get in peak physical health and I, I can eat better and I can exercise, I can do all these things because I think of it as an aspiration. I think of it as something I can do to look after myself to get into peak physical health. I don't necessarily think of cancer or don't think of being unwell. But when we say the words mental health in society, we think of it as a negative. We think of it as depression or anxiety or bipolar or suicide. We don't think of mental health as an aspiration, as something that we've all got, things that we can all do on a daily basis to look after ourselves. We don't see it that way. And we should do. Because to go to the point that you're making... If I would have been talking about mental health as an aspiration, as a good, positive thing, then first of all, I'd feel better about that subject. I'd be a lot more open to talk about that subject because it's being drilled into me that this is a normal thing. But I'd know about the signs and the symptoms. I'd know about the things I can do to look after it. And importantly, I'd know what to look out for and what to do if my mental health ever struggles. And Mm. at that point maybe I would have known about the help or maybe I would have known this does apply to you. Maybe I would have reached out for help and support, but I didn't. And that's why through Chasing the Stigma, you know, we created this charity in its own entity because we wanted to be as ordinary and normal as we can in our approach. And I believe that we need to be doing more to be going out to people. We need to go where people are. We need to give people the message around mental health and the help and the support that's available where they are, whether that's in coffee shops, whether that's in pubs, whether that's in train stations or car parks. We need to go where people are. We don't need to put the onus on people to know about us and to come and find us. As I said, we're a really small charity here. We're still not funded by anybody. The Hope of Hope is still not funded by anybody. But we've we've just this year, we've had um, significant partnerships with people like Network Rail, where we've uh, got the Hope of Hope in all Network Rail stations across the country. We've had a television advert with network rail and uh, paid for on youtube spotify places like that and then we've got a partnership with ncp car parks again we're putting posters in in all ncp car parks right across the country uh, on the back of tickets on the back of rail tickets we're working with other organizations as well to try and get that message to people because we can't just wait for people to know about us we can't just assume people know what to do we need to go to people in their own environments where they feel safe where they already are not waiting for them to go to a mental health environment go to them give people that message don't give anybody any reason to not know what to do if they are struggling and i I, I think it's it's a it's a lot of work but we've got to just we've got to change that way of thinking we've got to change that approach and i think we've also got to change our approach to just asking for help in general because I know from my own experience, I had a lot of pride around it, a lot of sort of difficulty around it. But from my own experience, certainly, the more that I've actually done it, the easier it gets. 
but it's certainly not easy to start with. Well, it wasn't for me. So for some people, it might be easier, but it's weird, actually, the way that I think like anything, the more you do it, the easier it becomes. I felt the same. And I know, well, I, I think it, I know you're saying there some people will find it easier. And I think you're right. But I think it's safe to say the majority of people have that same hesitation to find it really hard to ask for that help and support and we've I suppose we've got to ask why that is and and is that because we are or we have created this environment of don't talk about it we've created this environment of you know don't don't show a weakness don't show a vulnerability like you're going to be taken advantage of is is that is that why or is it is it that plus the, you know, as you've said, the actual depression telling you, you know, your own minds, this is the, this is the difficulty is that our own minds, our own, own internal minds sometimes are literally the worst enemy where they convince you not to do it. You're convinced that people are going to judge you, you're convinced that people are going to laugh at you or use it against you. But how do we then tackle that? How do we challenge that? I think there's definitely something in what you said about basically kind of society and I feel like there's there's still the idea that you know we have to all look after ourselves to an extent and well for me anyway I could just only talk from my own sort of experience around um, when I was younger feeling like I had to be this strong independent woman who didn't need help from anybody about anything was sort of forging my way ahead but then with the bipolar disorder just kind of having all this depression and yeah I mean, obviously did need help for that. And the more I asked for help for it and the more I actually accepted it, the easier it was. But it really wasn't easy to start with because I had this idea that I had to do life on my own. You know, I... <laughs> but I, I, I don't think that's, um, yeah, un- uncommon or, or yeah, I can completely understand why you felt like that. And particularly as, as a woman in the industry that you're in, as, I suppose... You know, we talk about we talk about men and men generally having to, you know, have this bravado or men having to have this stiff stiff upper lip. But we never talk about never talk about women having to having to have that same approach. Never talk about women having to have this stiff upper lip in in environments because, you know, it's almost as if well women are more emotional. But you know, I, I'm saying this as a man, so you can tell me to to whatever but i'm 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 turning this around now sorry but (laughs) i'm asking you this question but would you say that as a woman working in the industry that you did which is very you know male-led that maybe you did you feel like you had to have that that stiff upper lip that you almost had to not show that vulnerability because you were a woman and because you had to I don't know, face up to the stereotypes of the industry? I don't know if it's the industry because um, I went into the industry because I am quite a competitive person and I I do like working really hard. And I, um, yeah, it's, it's, I don't know if it's totally male-led. I'd say it's more 50-50 these days or, well, I don't know if it's 50-50, more like 60-40. But, but thinking about it, yeah, it is very competitive. And I think there's probably a lot of other similar workplaces where, you sort of do get this kind of, I don't know, you can kind of convince yourself that you need to be invincible somehow and 
not sort of show any sort of weakness and but then industry completely aside I think I also did have that kind of personality of you know also kind of growing up in the 90s like I said and um what 80s 90s independent women you know strong independent I can do anything I can buy anything I can go anywhere um and that's all very well but then when you (laughs) but then when you have a, a manic episode and then a you know severe suicidal sort of episode as well you kind of come a bit unstuck let's maybe finish up with um tell us about what your hopes are um for the hub of hope yeah well well, what we're starting to do is we're trying to um work with others uh within the the mental health sector in particular um to create signposting partnerships so what we're trying to do is say to organizations well we've created the hub of hope so you don't have to work with us work with us so that we can make that one go-to so we're not muddying the waters we're not confusing things and we just make it really clear for people if you if you're struggling with your mental health you start here and that can be the gateway to your recovery you can find what is right for you so we've started uh, a number of uh, different signposting partnerships Um, we've started it with some NHS trusts so we have uh, the Central and Northwest London NHS Trust, which is the largest NHS trust in London, um, they use the Hub of Hope as their official signposting tool. Now, they have admin access to the Hub of Hope, so they populate it with all their services, um, and they have it embedded into their single point of access uh, web page as well. Um, what that means is that they are then using that they're populating it and they're sharing it so that's massive for us in in creating that consistent message uh we're then working with other organizations so uh, we have signposting partnerships with the likes of um the association mental health providers uh if you care share beyond um we've got center for mental health as a signposting partner uh we're doing stuff with uh, the Bauer Media Group, and we've got a number of, of other people who um, we've got kind of advanced conversations with, um, but I don't want to jinx anything by saying it now. But everything that we're trying to do is just create that consistent message. We want everybody, instead of just cherry picking, we don't want we don't want people to cherry pick three or four or ten different organisations. Say if you're struggling, go to one of these ten. We want people to say, if you're struggling, go and find what is right for you from a list of three and a half thousand. We also want that list to grow. We know that is just the tip of the iceberg. So as we grow as a team, as we start bringing in funding, as we start bringing in that that support, we want this to grow. So if you know any services, tell them about it. Tell people about the Hub of Hope. Register your services. Let people know that there's always options for them. Um, And let's create that consistent message that if you are struggling, here's how you can start to get better. So this is goodbye from mentally yours. So go away, enjoy your day, get on with all your chores from mentally, 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 mentally yours. If you've been affected by any of the issues we've been chatting about today, please give the Samaritans a ring on 116 123. You can also find them at samaritans.org. If you'd like more information about the Hub of Hope, you can find them online 
thehubofhope.co.uk. You can also download the Hub of Hope app from the App Store. If you'd like to find out more about Mentally Yours, you can find us on Twitter. We're at MentallyYRS. And we also have a lovely Facebook group, which is just called Mentally Yours. See you next week. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.